Hey, what's going on? Welcome to the Just the West podcast. I'm your host, Just the West, and we officially have about a month's worth of NFL football. Week four is behind us, and we're going into the month of October. Can't believe it's October already, but week five we go, covering the NFC West. And I did not see this coming, but then at the same time, too, um, you know, shit happens. The division, as of right now, in the NFC West is tied across the board. Both the Niners, the Seahawks, the Rams, and Cardinals, they're at 500. A 500 record at 2-2. Two and two. And you have the Niners uh, with the 2-0 and o division record with wins over the Seahawks and Rams at 2-2. Two and two. So they take first place. And then you have... Well, you have the Rams, 2-2, two and two, losing to the Niners on Monday Night Football this past week. You have the Seahawks at 2-2 two and two with a, a rather impressive shootout win uh, against Detroit last week. So they, they, they are at 2-2. Two and two. And then you have the Cardinals. I, well, I mean, like I said, they're technically they're all 2-2. Two and two. Um, I put them at the bottom half of the 2-2 two two because, you know, they beat the Panthers. They're 2-2 two two as well right now. Uh, nice victory on the road um, but they've been they've been kind of hot and cold so I mean Niners first I guess Rams second and then you can make a case for either the Seahawks or the Cardinals at, at two and two so um, onwards we go let's go ahead and recap week four and go on to week five uh, as of right now I'm actually in Southern California for my sister's wedding um, well technically she got married already Last year, during COVID, in the height of COVID, uh, my sister got married at the county, super low-key. And, you know, you fast forward now, we actually never had a celebration for the festivities. And so I'm actually in Mission Viejo in Southern California, which is right around the Orange County. We're going to do the festivities at hand, the reception. Uh, nothing too crazy, just a whole lot of fun. But it's good to be in SoCal, and it's, uh, it's good to hop on a pod before the uh, big wedding reception. So going back to that, you know, week four was it was pretty cool. It was pretty lit for the NFC West. You had the Seahawks going to Detroit, and I thought the Seahawks would, uh, considering how pleasantly surprised, but uh, considering how well the Seahawks have been moving the ball offensively with Geno Smith, Tyler Lockett, Rashad Penny, DK Metcalf. You know, they were facing a Lions team that had a top 10 offense, but at the same time, too, they were missing big skill position players and, um, you know, DeAndre Swift, Amon St. Brown, DZ Shark. And so I said, you know, I, I think they got a chance. I think they got the chance to go head-to-head on the road against the Lions. And I predicted a, a rather high-scoring game, but I didn't predict the CFs coming away, scoring 48 points. 48 to 45 Seahawks. This is a game where people ate. DK Metcalf ate. Jamal Williams with the Lions ate. Rashad Penny led the week for all NFL rushers in rushing. I think he had like, I don't know, 130, 140 uh, rushing yards, two touchdowns. But it was a pretty lit game for fantasy football. And the biggest thing that comes away with it is Geno Smith. I mean, statistically speaking, He's been a better quarterback than Russell Wilson. And I don't think anyone saw that coming going into this season. Uh, Geno Smith is... (laughs) 
he leads the league with a 77.3% completion percentage. And, you know, with Shane Waldron as the offensive coordinator, formerly of the Los Angeles Rams, um, you know, this offense is, it's going. It's going. Now, mind you, you know, against the Niners, not so much. But all the other teams that they played against, you know, Broncos, Lions, um, you know, Falcons, they, they've been able to get at it. They've been able to get at it. And so a great victory for the Seahawks and a little bit more optimism versus what you first saw when you were heading into the season. You, you thought that, myself included, thought that the Seahawks would be on the bottom dwelling top five, top ten of the NFL. And maybe that still is the case because it's still super early in the season. But, um, you know, they're not going away. They're at least competing for the football and making a good and fun for fantasy football owners. So shout out to DK Metcalf, Rashad Penny, Tyler Lockett. Um, I think some people right now, they've picked up Geno Smith on waivers. So good stuff. Seahawks. Um, Cardinals. Cardinals. So going into last week against the Panthers, they were on the road. Crazy stat. They had actually never led during the regular season at any point through four weeks. And the crazy thing about it is because they, they beat the Raiders, they, but they won in overtime. But, you know, up to this point, yeah, they haven't been able to, to finish games. They haven't been able to finish games. They had that one victory against the Raiders. And so going to this, it seemed kind of wonky because, you know, both the Panthers and the Cardinals, they're hot and cold for teams. But you know what? They uh, they got it going. I know that the Cardinals, through the first half of games, they've been outscored 66-16 to 16 in the first half, which is fucking horrible but Kyler Murray this offense did enough this defense actually did enough uh, to pull away 26 to 16 um, you know a big shout out Kyler Murray versus Baker Mayfield former alma mater Oklahoma uh, Oklahoma seniors but once again Kyler Murray stays up top they come out with the win it was good to see him it was good to see you know um, Kyler Murray just show that, hey, they are the better team over the Panthers. And the Panthers, they have a turmoil of shit to go, whether it's been with Matt Rule or Baker Mayfield. But it shows that, hey, the Cardinals, I know that they still have some identity issues with their offense and their defense. But at the same time, too, you know what? Um, they got the job done on the road. And so onwards you go. 26-16 to 16 with the Cardinals. They are 2-2. Two and two. Last but not least, you have Monday Night Football. And this was a game that, you know, the Niners were favored by one and a half, two points. It was a game where, you know, if they lost this game and fell to one and three, considering that the Seahawks and the Cardinals had won their games this week in week four, they would have fallen to last place after losing a pretty shitty game to the Broncos, 10 to 11. So this was a must-win game for the Niners. There's no... Technically, technically speaking, there's no must-win games so early into the season. But if you fall last place and your, your team is just sputtering with such a big transition between Trey Lance and Jimmy Garoppolo, just, it's just a really tough hole to get yourself out with. And especially you're playing against the Rams who, you know, obviously they're rivals, they're division rivals year over year. But, you know, these guys, Sean McVay, Kyle Shanahan, like, it's a big, big game, and this was a game where, you know, the Rams did beat them in the NFC Championship. They went on to win in the Super Bowl. Um, this was a good statement game for the Niners. And so the Niners won 24-9, to 
But this was a game where it kind of showed. Right now, this offense is still trying to figure itself out with Jimmy Garoppolo now back in the fold and Kyle Shanahan pretty much throwing half the playbook out, half the playbook that was spent for Trey Lance, and focusing it back on Jimmy Garoppolo. Uh, a Jimmy Garoppolo that's coming off off-season shoulder surgery. Um, super rusty because, you know, they pretty much wanted him out of the team. Uh, didn't play any preseason. He didn't practice with the team for that matter. Um, but they got it back on track. Did enough. Shout out to Debo Samuel. Uh, they're, I mean, they're pretty much bonafide jack of all trades. They're, they're Swiss Army Knife, both as a running back and as a, as a receiver. I'm sure you guys saw it on Monday Night Football, primetime. He had, a, what, a 57-yard catch and run. Um, <laughs> just a really short pass, high up, away from the defender. Was able to break three tackles, including a broken tackle over Jalen Ramsey to the end zone. Made, made a big statement. And then fast forward to later on in the game where, you know, where the Niners missed a field goal. It was still a one-possession game. But second-year free agent, I'm sorry, second-year Safety from USC, Hufanga, pick six, cuts the route, uh, and then they come away with a pretty impressive victory over the Rams. Um, and I don't know, you know, are the Rams just out of focus? Are they this bad? But this was a game where the Rams, Matthew Stafford was sacked seven times, gave up a pick six, and, you know, outside of Cooper Cup, who had, I don't know what, 12 catches, um, he was targeted 19 times. Maybe I think he might have four to fourteen catches for that matter, but you know, averaged nine yards per catch. There was not much outside of Cooper Cup, and that gives you some concerns moving forward for this offense. Where the hell is Allen Robinson? Where's the run game with Cam Akers? What's going on with this offensive line? A lot of things to consider as they head into Week Five. So once again, everyone is two and two in the, in the NFC West. But the funniest thing about it is, it's either a good two and two on the uptick 2-2, two two, or it's a 2-2, uh, uh, two two, you could do better. I mean, the Niners, they could be 3-1 had they won either one of the games against the Bears or the Broncos. And then the Rams right now, you know, um, they should be 3-1, but at the same time, too, are, are they really... Um, I don't know. Uh, are they going through a Super Bowl hangover? It seems like they got some shit to deal with. We don't know how good or how bad the Cardinals are. You've seen, obviously... Um, a great comeback against the Raiders. And then they've, they've been stalling. Like, their offense has been stalling through most games in the first half. And the Seahawks, they've been a pleasant surprise. They're 2-2, two and two, and you know what? That's um, a good 2-2 two two for them because a lot of questions post Russell Wilson, but it seems like they're staying in the mix with the P. Carroll. So let's go ahead and move onwards to Week 5. You have... Makes my life a little bit harder, but whatever. You have four games no NFC West divisional games, and that's okay uh, because I can talk NFC West football all day. You have one game in the morning and then three games in the afternoon Pacific Standard Time. So let's go ahead and get at it then, okay? 10 o'clock, 10 a.m. Pacific Standard Time. You have a real game for the Seahawks. Seahawks go to the Big Easy against the New Orleans Saints, and you have the Saints favored by four and a half. Um... You know, the Seahawks are 2-2, two two, the Saints are 1-3, over under 45.5. And, and this is a game where I, I think the Seahawks going into this uh, would have been heavily against them. You know, playing at New Orleans is never any easy task. But you have injuries to both James Winston, Alvin Kamara. They've both been dealing with, I, I don't know what, 
Winston with uh, with his back, Kamara with his ribs. They're not 100%. Michael Thomas, he's been dealing with turf toe. It seems like their leading receiver right now is their rookie first-round pick in Chris Olave. So it seems like they have a lot of moving pieces offensively. And if the Seahawks can play a somewhat decent outing from their defense, I know that they're in a new 3-4 scheme. I know that there's a couple things that they're still trying to figure out. But if they can play a, a decent game against the Saints, they have a really good chance because... You know what? Surprise, surprise. The Seahawks offense has been rolling. And I know that the Saints have a pretty good front seven. They have some playmakers on the secondary with Marcus Lattimore. Um, But at the same time, too, I don't know. Geno Smith, 77.3% completion percentage. Um, I think that this offense is, I think in terms of EPA, effective passing yards attempted, they are fourth right behind the Eagles, which says a lot. And I know it's early. Um, Maybe this is just, I don't know, maybe it's just a glimpse, but then things might go downhill. But I like what I see. I like what I see. And it's been quite a pleasant surprise. And so, you know, I think the Saints and the the Seahawks, they can go head-to-head. I think a lot of it has to do with, you know, obviously Alvin Kamara, um, just the quarterback play as a whole. Um, If Geno Smith can pull off another win against the Saints on the road that will go a long way towards legitimacy for for the Seahawks team pleasant surprise this season Um, I actually feel more confident about the Seahawks offense than their defense which is crazy to say actually it's not the Seahawks defense has been eh, the last couple couple of years but do I think that the the Seahawks can win Uh, I, I like their chances Saints are favored by four and a half Contingent upon some of those injuries with the Saints, but you know if the Seahawks can get it out to their playmakers, if they can get it out quickly, if they can um, let Rashad Penny do his thing. And by the way, he, Rashad Penny doesn't need that many carries. Um, I think he's averaging like nine yards per carry, anyways, and he doesn't get too much. I think he had like what 15, 16 carries last game, but if they didn't get enough explosive big plays, you know, 15 yards or more, if they can focus and. and keep Geno Smith from playing sound, turnover-free football. I honestly like their chances because when you compare the Seahawks and their quarterback play versus, um, I think that the Seahawks are playing good football. They're playing at the right time. Um, so you, I, I, I do like the upset. I do like the upset. Go ahead and give me the Seahawks. I don't know. Uh, let's do... Let's do 23... 2317. Yeah, I mean, I know Andy Dalton is a competent backup, obviously, plenty of starters experience, but um, I think this could be a little feisty. Uh, and if the Seahawks are able to run the football and, you know, win the time of possession, um, you know, I, I think that they can take this victory at the big easy. So 2317, Seahawks, book it. Onwards we go. Uh, first one o'clock game for the NFC West. Let's do the Niners. Niners, they start their two-game road trip East Coast. So they also have an, another NFC South opponent in the Panthers. Uh, they go to Carolina. The Panthers are 1-3, over under 39.5. The Niners are favored by 6.5 points, which is which is a lot about the, the Panthers. The Panthers, they just lost... 16 to 26 against the Cardinals 
And it's crazy, too, because Baker Mayfield in this offense, when you look at Baker Mayfield under center and their wideouts, whether it's DJ Moore or Robbie Anderson or even out the backfield in Christian McCaffrey, you know, it looks pretty fucking good on paper. But for whatever reason, whether it's Baker Mayfield or their head coach and Matt Rule, something is not clicking through this first month of the season. And I don't think that's going to change anytime soon, especially against the Snyder's defense who you saw on primetime football on Monday night football boasts the number one defense in the league um I don't, I don't know what I think the Niners are allowing what three yards per play um they haven't allowed any opponent to score over 20 points I mean they're playing really good football and mind you I, I looked at the injury reports you know Eric Armstead Javon Kinlaw uh Aziz Shire like they have they have injuries uh, they have injuries on their defense, but it seems like their depth on the front seven is allowing them to continue to do what they got to do, uh, which is encouraging um, because, you know, despite the injuries, they are carrying this team. The offense now with Jimmy Garoppolo is still coming along. You saw a good rebound performance uh, from what you saw against Denver. But I can understand why, you know, in retrospect, why the Niners wanted at least to try put Trey Lance under center, have him struggle and figure out in the first half of the season, and then come full strength the second half of the season because you have the defense that can essentially put the team on their back and carry the Snyder's team. Um, obviously, that didn't happen. Jimmy G it is, uh, but it's still the same game plan. You know, the offense just needs to do enough uh, for the defense to, you know, stay rest and make plays, close out games, and they should be able to beat most teams in the NFL, this National Football League. Um, I don't know. I think if the Niners score at least 17 points, they, they should have this game in the bag. Um, but at the same time, too, this Panthers offense, like I mentioned before, they have a ton of speed. You can't forget Christian McCaffrey as both a rusher and a receiver. Uh, but outside of turnovers, which, mind you, we're still waiting for like the bad turnover prone Jimmy G game to come if it does come hopefully not this week but you know if the Niners play sound football uh, don't turn the ball over they should win this game easily honestly Niners six and a half uh, I think that the biggest thing that would hold the Niners against them and getting upset on the road would be one Jimmy G and two the pass protection notably on the left side because Colt McKivitz who was the backup left tackle to Trent Williams who's who's also out um, yeah, McKivitt sprained his MCL. He's out like six to eight weeks, and so you have the third string left tackle and Jay Moore, Jalen Moore. So that is, uh, you know, Jalen Moore against Brian Burns at edge for the Panthers. That's probably the biggest matchup I would like to see. And then you have Fred Warner against Christian McCaffrey uh, just to see how he d- does at the backfield. And mind you, you know, Fred Warner, he's an excellent cover linebacker in his own rights. So those are the matchups that I would like to focus on. But when it's all said and done, if the Niners can play clean football and get to the quarterback, and I'm sure Nick Bosa wants to get to the quarterback, his old buddy um, from Oklahoma, Ohio State versus Oklahoma, Nick Bosa to Baker Mayfield, I think that the Niners can, I won't say easily because, you know, road games are tough, but if they do what they need to do and they play mistake-free football, um, there shouldn't be anything to, to hold past them. I think that this defense can close out the game. So go ahead and give me, uh, you know, if the Niners 
score 17 points or more, they win. Uh, give me a 24, um, give me like 24-13. A good, sound Niners victory. 24-13. Onwards we go. So I had mentioned that the Niners had a really stale loss against the Broncos a couple weeks back on Sunday Night Football. Well, same sort of vibe for the Rams. They're coming off a pretty stale loss to the Niners at Levi's Stadium, and this was a game where, you know, they look all sorts of... Um, they look discombobulated, honestly. The run game wasn't that great. Stafford only threw it to Cooper Cup. Um, there wasn't that much speed uh, on the outside to keep defenses honest. So you have a lot of questions and marks about this Rams offense that... You know, at one point in time, I mean, they, they were in the Super Bowl not, not too long ago, but it seems like right now with their offensive line, uh, I think they're on their third-string center right now. Uh, the guards, like, just across the board, they're it's makeshift right now on this offensive line. So, I mean, they're doing a lot of adjustments on the fly, and I know Sean McVay is very creative in the same sense as Kyle Shanahan, but they got to get their shit right, and they're going back at home, and they're playing a, a surprising Cowboys team that's 3-1, and one. Uh, but the Rams are favored by five, over under 42. But a surprising Cowboys defense that has been, I don't know, elite. They've been good. Cooper Rush has been 3-0. and He's been undefeated as the starter. The backup quarterback taking over for Dak Prescott. Dak Prescott, he was supposed to, he, he could have came back this week, but they, they, they're holding him back a little bit longer. He might come back the following week. But you're going to have Cooper Rush under center again. And it seems like this offense has been going. I mean, C.D. Lamb, Ezekiel Elliott, um, Tony Pollard. Like, it's a respectable offense, okay? Now, this is where the Rams defense, where they got to rely heavily more. Obviously, on Aaron Donald, he's going to be a mainstay rushing the passer. But what happened to, like, Leonard Floyd? What happened to, like, I don't know. Um, pretty much ever since they lost Von Miller, they haven't had anyone else outside of Aaron Donald step up rushing the passer. I would like to see that against this Cowboys team because, you know, Cooper Rush, uh, he's been great, but I don't know how, how good he could be. Um, Jalen Ramsey, the, the secondary, I don't know. They just need a big rebound performance defensively. On on the flip side, you know about Matthew Stafford. You know about this offensive line. He's coming off another game with another interception, one being for a pick six. But he's got to play clean football. Sean McVay needs to put him in a better position. I don't know what the hell is going on outside of Cooper Cup, but they got to get Allen Robinson more involved. They got to they got to do something because as of right now, you just got Cooper Cup pretty much running the short to mid range uh, routes, and then you have Tyler Higby to keep it real with a couple of tight end screens, and that's not going to cut it. This Cowboys front seven more, <laughs> I mean Parsons uh, the secondary, like they have an aggressive unit. Uh, they are playing top elite defense football. So they got to get their shit right. They got um, they got their work cut out for them. And I didn't really expect that from this Cowboys defense. But this offense, this offensive line, I don't know what they need to do. But what we saw from Monday to now, something needs to change. And in the same capacity where the Niners got their shit together against the Rams, I think. I think that the, the Rams can certainly do that. Uh, I, I am worried about this Dallas Cowboys defense, but I don't uh, I don't think the Cowboys can go head-to-head with the Rams, especially on the road. I think that this will be a rebound performance from Stafford. I know that 
people have been chatting, whispering, pointing the fingers at this offense, Stafford as a whole, because I think he has, like, what, six picks through four weeks. Um, but I think they get this on track in the same capacity as the Niners did the week before. They get it back right schematically. Uh, they have a couple things up their sleeve, and I think we'll be uh, in a better place for the division. So go ahead and give me the Rams. Uh Give me a 28-24. Close game. Uh, 28-24. Uh, C.D. Lamb versus Jalen Ramsey. That's the matchup I'm really interested to see. Because the last couple of weeks, C.D. Lamb has back-to-back touchdowns. He's been doing his thing despite not having Dak Prescott under center. But it seems like Cooper Rush is able to deliver the football and make him have some plays. Last but not least, you have... Well, you have the Eagles. Eagles, they are the only undefeated team in the NFL. They are 4-0. Fly, Eagles, fly. And it's a bird game. Love bird games. You have the Eagles against the Cardinals. And the Cardinals are at home, but the Eagles are undefeated. And they are, well, the Cardinals are home dogs. The Eagles are 5.5-point favorites over under 48.5. Really cool matchup between Jalen Hurts and Kyler Murray. And this is a game where, you know, gut check through four weeks. They played some good football. They played some really bad football. You're at 500. Where do you stand moving forward with this offense, with, with this defense, this pass rush as a whole? You know, J.J. Watt, cool. But, you know, you want to see something more out of Isaiah Simmons, Saban Collins, like, you know, the guys that you invested heavily in through the draft. Uh, someone needs to step up and make a play because Jalen Hurts and this rushing offense has been balling. Uh, really tough to cover Jalen Hurts in the open field. And this offensive line is playing at an elite level. Miles Sanders is coming off, I don't know, low at 100 yards, two touchdowns. They've been they've been killing uh, the trenches right now, <laughs> pushing people, pulling people with a dominant run game, both with Hurts, Sanders, Gainwell. You know what it is. And uh, obviously you have their um, their passing game. This passing game, it might be a shootout, actually. Murray versus Hurts, because this Cardinal secondary, as concerning as it is for their pass rush, their, their secondary hasn't been good. Their corners have not been good. Uh, Marcus Wilson is, is holding it down, but outside of that, I mean, uh, between Defonte Smith, A.G. Brown, this could be an ugly day for the Cardinals, potentially. So, I mean, you know, I think the Cardinals certainly do have a chance against an undefeated and, and well-coached Eagles football team, but they got to score points. They got to go head to head with the Eagles because I don't know. You don't know what you're gonna get. Mentioned before, the Cardinals have been outscored 66 to 16 in the first half of games. Ugh, that is that is nasty. Uh, and the Cardinals, they, they can get they can pull things out of their ass in the second half. They're able to, but I mean, this is just not sound football. This is not how you win football games. I hope. This offense, I mean, I would love to see some more James Conner, some Eno Benjamin, uh, a better running game. But, you know, they just released Andy Isabel. Um, Rondale Moore, he should come back. Uh, But between Zach Ertz, Marquise Brown, Rondale Moore, like I I hope this passing game can go head-to-head with the Eagles. But I'm not too sure right now. So go ahead and give me the Eagles to fly high and, Take the road win. Give me um, 31-24. 31-24. Uh, 
it's nothing spicy, but I just need to see more from this Cardinals team for me to feel better about their chances, even though they're, they're at home. I just want to see play calling-wise, defensively, like what are they? What are they? All right, guys, so that's what I have for the NFC West. I have the Seahawks beating the Saints. I have the Niners beating the Panthers. Actually, I guess I have everyone beating their, their opponent, the Rams beating the Cowboys. Um, but I think the Eagles can probably take it on, on the road against Arizona, against the Cardinals. So once again, thank you for checking out the pod, whether it's on iTunes or Spotify. Please continue to do so. Also, Instagram, at Just the West. Twitter, Just the West. And the blog, www.justthewest.com. Enjoy your guys' weekend. I know I certainly will. We out here. Peace.